0: What is up you guys? Welcome back to Heading for Heaven podcast. This is our second episode called What in the Word? I don't really know why I sounded so southern saying word, but I know I said before in my previous podcast that the heart of Heading for Heaven is going to be super scripture based. So I thought it was completely fitting to start my first content episode all about the word and why it's important, why we need to read it why it's neglected, and maybe some certain questions we have about it. Some questions I've heard are like, how do I read my Bible? I don't know how to go deeper with my Bible. I don't know where to start. It's boring. It's intimidating. It's hard to understand. I've heard all of these things. So my hope is that this episode can answer those questions for you, can be a comfort and encouragement to you. And maybe you don't have those questions, but maybe you are leading somebody who does have those questions. So the first thing I got to say about it is reading your bible is a discipline you need to make it a habit we have a faith that's not based on feelings our faith is built on truth and we live in a fallen sinful world where we fight our flesh each and every day the enemy will do literally whatever he can do to get you to not read your bible and you know why because he knows that it's your weapon the bible literally says that the bible is our sword it equips you So, duh, of course, Satan does not want you to utilize that. And even sometimes when we do read our word, I think the enemy also loves to get in our mind and discourage us of like, you're not doing enough. Or you didn't read your Bible today, so do you really even love God? And I can tell you those things are a lie from the enemy. So as I say that this is a discipline, you also need to have grace on yourself. And you need to find a process and a routine that works for you. Obviously, the way I do my Jesus time is not going to look the same as how one of my friends does their Jesus time. And I know there's literally so many ways that we can connect with God. We have worship, we have prayer, and we have our word. But I believe that we can't just use other things to replace our time in the Bible. Our, Our time in the Bible needs to be a priority. So even for me, something that's made reading my Bible fun for me is I know I need to be alone. I need to be sitting down Somewhere by myself, or even a coffee shop with music, and I have my worship on. I have my markers, I have my pens, my sticky notes, and I love my physical Bible. That's personally how I connect with it. The Bible app is amazing, it's a great source, but I also believe in the power of just having a physical Bible, carrying that around, having your own notes in it, and then really just reading and highlighting and doing the sticky notes all tap into the creative part of me so it helps me connect in that way. It's something that I can go back and look at when I have to open up to a certain reference. I see my notes from before and it's awesome to see how that verse influenced me a month ago, two months ago. I also know people that love to do it on their iPad. They'll have the Bible app on their iPad and then from there they'll highlight, they'll take notes all on the Bible app which is amazing too but regardless of how your style is, you need to figure out what works for you and stick with it. And honestly, a couple of things that have really changed the game of reading my Bible is one, having a commentary. So the commentary I love to use is Enduring Word. I have the app on my phone, but just really using that because it does give you a lot of context, a lot of history. It explains some things that are hard to understand. It can also help explain some Greek and Hebrew words that were translated, then it just really helps you understand. Second thing is always praying before you read your Bible and asking God, like, open my eyes, help me understand what I'm about to read. God has created all of us so uniquely and so differently. So I also believe that we are going to connect with him in different ways. It's going to look different for all of us, but you got to get in the book to get the book into you. I heard an analogy one time that was like, when you're manually building a fire and you're You see the cliche things in the movies where the character is rubbing two sticks together, trying to make a fire. Normally, you'll see like a little spark once in a while, and then another spark, and then another spark, and then eventually it turns to a flame, and then that turns into a huge fire. So that's kind of how I advise people when they're starting to read their word. They're like, I do it, Ari. I sit down, and I read it, and I don't really get anything from it, and it's not really fun for me, and I don't really have a desire to do it again. And that's when I tell them, do it again. You just have to keep doing it again. You got to keep rubbing the sticks together. You got to keep creating those sparks because eventually then it turns into a flame and you're going to realize like, wow, my day was completely different because I didn't read my Bible and you're going to want more of it and you want more of it. And then eventually you will be so on fire for the word. And I promise you, it changes your life. And if you don't know where to start, I always advise the gospels are amazing place to start. That's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John proverbs are great. What's actually funny about the proverbs too is there's 31 proverbs and there's normally 30 to 31 days in a month. So choose a proverb a day, highlight, annotate. Psalms are amazing too. That's something if you really love journaling, I love to journal through the Psalms, but all the books of the Bible are amazing. Those are just some great places to start. The second point I want to make is you can't pour from an empty cup. You cannot pour from a half cup You can't even pour from a full cup. And I'm going to explain that. I love to use this analogy when describing this because I'm super visual. So picture this in your head because it really changed my perspective on this. So you always hear, oh, you're pouring out a lot. What people are pouring into you. You know, everyone's using this analogy about a cup, right? And pouring and pouring in, pouring out. So I want you to picture everyone has their own cup, right? You get filled up by people, you're pouring out to people, but you can't pour out from empty, you can't pour out from half, you can't pour out from full. You need to pour out from overflow. So if your cup is completely full and you're pouring out to people, you're serving, you're leading, you're going to leave that night or that service half full, maybe three quarters of the way full because you poured out. The Bible talks about in Psalms 23, 5, you anoint my head with oil; my cup overflows. God is a God of overflow, and that's where we're going to be pouring out. So, if I, if you picture a cup and you're holding it under the sink and you're letting the water run into the cup, the overflow is when you let the cup fill up and you just keep letting it fill up, and it just starts flooding out and overflowing out of the sides. That is what your service is. That's where your leadership comes from. It comes from overflow, and that's why you got to be in your word. You need to be overflowing. You need to fill yourself up and more because you're serving. You can't pour from full because you'll run out. You can't pour from half because we run out you can, you definitely cannot pour out from empty. So especially if you're in a your leadership role or if you are in any service role, you got to keep yourself in check with this because that's how burnout happens. That's what happens when you feel empty, leaving a serving event because you're pouring out from something that you're not even overflowing from. And that is not how God designed us to live. In 2 Timothy three sixteen through 17 it says, All scripture is God-breathed, and it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I want you to take note that it says teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training. So this hits all the bases of leading and serving. As leaders, we are held to a higher accountability in this regard. And to be honest, if you are leading and serving without the Bible— then are you making an idol out of the role rather than the word? And what I mean by this is, are you idolizing that serving position? Are you idolizing that leadership position over being in your Bible? Because you cannot be an effective leader without your word. And serving and leading in church does not make up for your time in the word. Yes, of course God loves that. He wants you to be serving. But of course he wants you to take care of your spiritual health even more. Because where are you going to lead people? How are you going to lead people if you're not getting poured into And trust me, I used to be guilty of this too, all through high school. And even starting to enter college, I would use that serving time and those leadership positions and be like, oh, I went to church, so I don't need to read my Bible. I already met with God. I poured out. I was at church. I heard a message. I served people. I volunteered. That does not make up for my time. It's like going to a birthday party for somebody, talking to everybody at the birthday party Serving at the birthday party, eating food at the birthday party, but then never talking to the person that you're celebrating. And so that's just like Jesus. There's no way that I'm going to church, helping everyone out, serving, and then never actually meeting with the person I'm serving. Because, yes, of course, we are serving people, but in that way, we're also serving God. So those are my first two points. One, your word's got to be a discipline, you need to make it a habit. And then two, your cup needs to be overflowing. My third point is it's God's voice. You got to read his voice until you hear his voice. And I want to elaborate on that because I know sometimes it can be confusing of, well, I don't really hear God audibly. I don't really hear him out loud. And honestly, I have not heard God out loud or audibly either. So it's more of I read his voice until I know his voice and we have to wait on his voice in these areas. Waiting is an active thing. It's not passive. That doesn't mean we just sit around and do nothing and complain and be like, well, I haven't heard from God. No, I think that God definitely wants us to be active in those ways. He does not call us to stagnancy, but he does call us to stillness. You can be still, but still feeding and still pouring out. And the Bible over and over and over again tells us to be still. God wants us to slow down. He's not going to yell over your busy schedule. He's not going to scream at you to get your attention. You got to get still and get quiet so you can hear his whisper. And that's hard for me because honestly, I do make myself super busy. I'm constantly running around. My schedule can get super cramped super quickly because I love people. I'm extroverted. And I just think sometimes that I can do it all. But actually, my mom called me out for that one time. She's like, Ari, I see you reading your Bible. You're serving. You're in community. And I'm like, yeah, I'm doing all the things. And she's like, but when are you going to slow down and hear God's voice if you're not still and quiet enough to hear it? And I was like, oh girl, you are so right. Like where am I going to hear his voice? If I'm so busy and I'm so loud and I'm always running around and I'm asking God, like, please give me an answer. God, give me a sign. But then I'm moving a hundred miles per hour. I can't just take and take and talk and talk. I have to literally be still and listen and create space for that. In the book of first Samuel chapter three, it's all about how when Samuel was a boy, he kept hearing someone call his name And he would run to his master and say, here I am. Did you call me? And Eli was his master. He was like, I did not call you. Go back to bed. And over and over, Samuel would do this. And then Eli realized, he's like, I think it's God talking to you, boy. And so he said, like, I need you to go back to bed. And I want you to answer God because it's God calling you. And in this context, Samuel's a little boy. It was nighttime and he was in his bed. Literally the most quiet, most still, lonely place you can be in. And of course, that's when God is going to want to speak to you in the still and in the quiet. And I know 100% that God can talk to us in a million different other ways, but I believe that we just need to get quiet enough and get still enough so that we can hear because he wants our full attention. So Samuel goes back to bed and he says, he hears that voice again saying, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replies, speak. Your servant is listening. And God's word is God's voice. Just like in the passage I read before in 2 Timothy, it says all scripture is God-breathed. He literally has a whole huge, chunky book of things that he said and all of the word that is inspired by him. So we got to get still. In 1 Kings 19 verses 11 through 13, it says, Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord said to him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And a voice said, What are you doing here, Elijah? This is just so powerful, especially when you are going through busy seasons. Notice that in all of the loud things, there's a windstorm, there were rocks being torn loose, earthquakes, all of these things. Elijah was looking for God in these things, and God was not in those things. He was in the gentle whisper. And I know you cannot hear a whisper if you're being loud. And if your life is loud, you can't hear it if you're not creating space to hear it. So I just wonder how many times that I've just been too busy or moving too fast to just be thinking that God is not speaking and I don't feel him, but he is, but I'm not being quiet or still enough to hear those things. Like I said before, he's not going to argue and yell and scream for your attention, but he's not going to bully you into it. You have to be available for it. And I've heard people just ask, why? Like, why is the Bible so hard to read and it's intimidating and I don't understand I promise you, like as you pray and you get into it, God wants you to understand his voice. He does want you to hear his voice. He wants you to get something out of the word. I mean, think about the disciples. They were literally unschooled men who did signs and wonders and miracles. And this just came from them spending time with Jesus and walking with Jesus. So it's not about how much knowledge you have about God. It's all about how well you know God. We have to accept that at some point we're not going to know it all. We're not going to know the Bible from front to back. We're not going to know every single thing about the Bible. But it is something that we can pursue. We can pursue to know God more. We can have that desire. But we also need to be careful of like why? Like what is your incentive of reading the Bible? Is it to get close to God? Like is it to get more knowledge? You know? And like why? Like why do you want that knowledge? Is it to lead people? Is it to show off? you know, to people of how much, you know, because the word says a lot of knowledge can produce arrogance. So you got to check, check your heart posture. And when I say check your heart, I'm looking at first Corinthians eight one, it says knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. So what is your intention behind reading your word? Is it because you have a love for the word? Because yes, that will build you up. But is it just a knowledge thing? Do you just want the knowledge and you just want to study and show off that knowledge? Then that's just going to puff you up with arrogance. So that's something like we all got to constantly be checking our heart with is why are we meeting with God? Why are we wanting to learn more about the Bible and the theology of the Bible and the context of the Bible? We need to check our motivations in this area because the Bible always talks about how important love is. You can know all the Bible in the world. You can memorize it front to back. You can know all the history, all the authors, every single verse memorized. But if you don't love and you don't apply the scripture, then it doesn't mean anything. You know, I want to look back at my life and be like, I haven't done it perfectly. I didn't read my Bible perfectly, but I've done it faithfully. You know, I want to amaze God with the faith that I have. I don't want to try to impress other people. And just accept the fact, too, that we're never going to know it all. And that is intimidating, yes, but I think also it's a comfort. We weren't designed to know it all. I think the Bible constantly has new meaning and we can never completely succeed that. The Bible is going to speak to you at different times in your life. Even if you read the same passage of the Bible every day, it's, you're going to learn something different. It's going to hit you differently that day. And it's like this because it's living and breathing. It's not a textbook. It's not something that you can just completely figure out. So the three points I made so far, one, reading your Bible is a discipline. It's a habit. You got to do it. Two, you got to live from overflow. Your cup's got to be overflowing. And three, you got to be still enough to hear his voice. You got to read his word to know his voice. John 10, 10, says, the Lord came so that we may have life and that we may have it abundantly. The thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So as much as yes, God wants our attention and he's jealous for that attention, The enemy, too, wants your attention. He wants to distract you. And a lot of times I think God is speaking to us through his word. We ask a question and it's right there in the Bible. You know, I can't sit here and be like, God, like, do I need to date this person? When he explicitly says in his word, don't be yoked with unbelievers. If I know this person's not a believer and I'm sitting here asking for a sign and answer from God... He knows I know the answer. I can look in his word and it says it explicitly right there. His word is his voice. Like I said before, reading your word is a discipline. You have to take little steps each day. You can't make excuses because everything you do today is forming you for your tomorrow. You've got to experience the Bible for yourself. The word and reading your word has so much purpose. Sometimes you may feel like, wow, okay, this passage was good. It was amazing. But personally, there's nothing that could be applied to my life And sometimes I think that we can read things and it can be used to pour into someone else or encourage somebody else. So many times I've had instances where I've read a story and I'm like, wow, this is amazing, God, but I don't really know where this fits into my life, but like who said it was all about me, you know? And I've encountered somebody else later on in the day and I was able to use that exact piece of scripture that I read that morning in their situation and really encourage them in that area. And you got to understand that sometimes being in your word is going to be for you. There are going to be things that speak directly to your current situation, and God moves beautifully in that. And you have to realize, too, that when reading your word, be encouraged that you can't use earthly weapons in spiritual battles. That's why we have the word. His word is stability. And as you read your Bible, too, like God is going to reveal parts of his will to you. And those go hand in hand, reading your Bible and seeking the will of God go hand in hand. You can't do one without the other. The last thing I want to say is just encourage the leaders out there and the people that are serving, because the way that you pursue Jesus should inspire others to pursue him more authentically. You are being watched, you are an example to people, and there should be a weight and responsibility you feel leading others spiritually. The Bible says that teachers are judged differently in the end, that they're held to a different standard. But as leaders too, it's important that we need to have our alone time with God. So many times the, the greatest leader and teacher and servant of the entire world was Jesus. And he chose solitude. Oftentimes he would, you would find him in the garden praying alone with God. So what makes us think that we don't need to do the same thing? And I want to close out reading the scripture, 2 Timothy 4, 2 through 4. It says, Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. For as time is coming, when people no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching, they will follow their own desires. You got to stay prepared and you got to stay equipped with your word. We have to be in our word. And just as hard as it is to, to break a bad habit, it's hard to break a good one. Make your time in your Word such a good habit that it's hard to break. It just becomes routine, something that you need. So my encouragement as we wrap up is just to continue to get in the Word, to abide in the Word, because there's a difference between knowing God's love and remaining in God's love. Those are two completely different things. The Word is a very personal part of your life and has become a huge, huge part of mine. Thank you guys so much for listening to Episode 2, What in the Word stay encouraged. You got this. I promise. Just continue to pray and ask God to pour into this area of your life and give you that desire and fire because I promise that he will so do it.